Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Tuesday, Stripe Show podcast. I know, a little different opening, but I want to start this show. Here's some free plays from the one and only Beating the Bookie. What is up, guys? It's your boy, Beating the Bookie. And I am back with a few free plays for this week's Zozo Championship from Japan. Travis asked me to come on, give out a few more free plays after we absolutely crushed it last week at the CJ Cup, hitting Rory McIlroy plus 1,800 for the outright win. We also had Colin Morikawa outright. He came in second place, so we had a, a little bit of padding there where we could have either won McIlroy or Morikawa. With that said, we won 28 units last week. We swept the top 10s and top 40s. We had Aaron Wise plus 550 for a top 10 finish, which came in pretty easily as he finished in fourth place. This week, I just have a few plays for the Zozo. Not like last week, just a few plays this week. So I just wanted to come on, give some free plays out. So here we go. The first two free plays I have are top 20 bets. All right. I'm betting on Ricky Fowler to finish in the top 20 at minus 115 for just one unit. So you're betting 1.15 units to win one. The next free play I am betting is CT Pan, top 20 at plus 140. So you're betting one unit to win 1.4. The next free play I have is a top 10. It's Olympic gold medalist Xander Shoffley as he returns to Japan. I'm betting him to finish in the top 10 at minus 130 for one unit. The next two I have are tournament head-to-heads. So these are for the entire tournament, not just one round. They are for the entire tournament. And remember, this is another no-cut event this week. So there's 70 golfers with no cut. So they're playing all weekend, no matter what. The first 20 head-to-head that I have is Hideki Matsuyama, minus 120 over Tommy Fleetwood for one unit. You can pick these up at DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, Either one should have them. The final matchup I have for head-to-head is a two-unit play. It's CT Pan minus 120 versus Adam Schenk for two units. So you're betting 2.4 units to win two. So those matchups are Matsuyama minus 120 over Fleetwood and CT Pan plus minus 120 versus Adam Schenk. Now we have two bets to go. The next one is top nationality. So this means which player from a certain country finishes first place. So the first I'm taking is Colin Morikawa plus 440 to be the top American player for one unit. So one unit would win 4.4 units. I'm very high on Morikawa this weekend. I think he gets the job done. So my final play that I'm playing is outright winner. Just won this week, Colin Morikawa plus 700. You can pick that up at DraftKings. Those are the free plays for this week. Make sure you write them down. Make sure you watch the entire video. Make sure you watch Travis's entire video so you do not miss a free play. All right? Good luck, guys, and I will see you next week. And we're back. Tuesday, Stripe Show podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. It's time to look ahead. Yesterday, of course, we looked back uh, at Vegas. Guys that stayed are still playing golf, making birdies. There was about a thousand of them made. Um, 
in four days at the Summit Club. Those guys tore that place up the week before at the Shriners. Of course, Sunjay wins 24 under, and then they uh, they go next week, and it's 25 under wins, and it's Rory McIlroy. Now we got to take a long flight over to Japan, turn the page, and it's the Zozo Championship. And to help me break it all down, Brandon Guptill Gup, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Uh, we're starting to get some cooler weather. It feels like fall. We got football ramping up. Uh, still got two or three, four nice little tournaments here before we take a break uh, till January. So a lot going on. Quick week this week with it being in Japan. We we lock tomorrow night about 7.30 your time, I believe. So yeah, crunch time to get everything in, but I'm doing well. I'm, I'm loving this time of the year. It's hot down here in Oklahoma most of the time, and I know it's hot where you are at times. So it's, it's nice to get a little, put a little pretty on every once in a while. It is. I, I put a um, jacket on <laughs> this morning when I took my kids to school in a golf cart. Um, I like the runny nose weather, you know, a little runny nose jacket. I like that. And a little cooler. Did you shoot your um, best round ever last weekend in the tournament? I did. We had our, what you would call Ryder cup deal, a two day uh, fun deal, get the whole, most of the club together. Uh, Saturday is the team stuff, alternate shot and all that. But Sunday is individual one-on-one. And uh, actually the guy I played, played phenomenal as well. I only won the match one up on 18, uh, but shot a 76, which is my best round ever. So I was pumped about it. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Getting it done. Shooting a good score always feels good, but shooting a good score next to your buddy in a tournament. Oh yeah. <laughs> Feels really good when it all comes together. And uh, that's awesome, man. Congrats. And well, you know, look, it's fall winter's near, I know, but there's some golf to be played um, both on the PGA tour, as you mentioned, a few more to go here, but then also uh, in your hometown, hopefully you've got another couple weeks or so to get out there and play. Let's talk about the, uh, the Zozo championship. Uh, we're back in Japan, Narashino country club. And of course, when we saw this last, there was a guy by the name of Tiger Woods over there, and he won this tournament by three shots. It's a par 70, a little unique though. Tell us um, what you know about this place, some different, uh, different stuff here, par threes, par fives, double greens, all kinds of stuff to think about here. Yeah. I mean, a lot like the Olympic um course that we saw they had the double greens and and the reason being is uh, so much foot traffic there that they like to be able to alternate them and keep them you know fresh is is from what i've read and, and researched um pure bent gas greens very undulated fast um faster than 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 typical um not quite like august or anything like that but some undulation and, and one set of greens is bigger, one smaller. They tend to play the smaller ones here and, and tuck those pins to give them a little bit of a challenge. You know, last year in 2019 when they were here, one thing you know that happened was that typhoon typhoon came through, which is similar to a hurricane for us, um, and actually pushed this tournament to a Monday finish. I don't think we'll get as much near a birdie festival we had last week or two weeks ago, but I do think the scoring will be a little better than 2019 because those guys had to battle a little bit, although Tiger kind of went away. But, I mean, a top 20 that year was seven under, which I don't even know. You'd be almost dead last last week. So mm-hmm. I think we'll get a little bit better scoring, but it's it's going to be a tougher challenge than what they've had these last couple of weeks, plus the time zone change and all that for these these guys flying over. Um, Georgia fairways, which I'm sure you're very familiar. I mean, to me, some of the mm-hmm. best fairways to hit off of 
if, if the guys put it in play, it's going to turn into who, who can hit their irons the best and then make some putts. I, there's not a lot of difficulty challenges outside of that. Um, just getting getting in play off the tee box and then great, great iron play, which, you know, we got several of the best in the world here in that, and then it kind of drops off. But it'd uh, be interesting to, to piece through it this week. Yeah, iron play is going to be uh, important. Of course, strokes in approach, second shot, you start thinking about Colin Morikawa, right? Casey's withdrawal, Paul Casey, he is not – in Japan last 50 rounds, Emiliano Grio, he's there. We know Keegan Bradley can go Matthew Naismith, Hideki, Xander, Will, Wesley, Bryan, and Johnny Vegas. Those are your top 10 last 50 rounds. If you're interested kicking this off your strokes, gain approach tree line, as you mentioned, I do think keeping the ball in the fairway here is going to be a little bit more of a premium. Uh, the rough probably not going to be too long, but yeah, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to keep it in front of you off the tee ball striking with the irons into these greens, certainly going to be important. And then putting these, uh, these fast greens, tiger, of course, big, fast greens. You think of Augusta, um, guy by the name of Hideki Matsuyama. You think of Augusta, right. In Japan, is that kind of, is that kind of what we're looking at? You think kind of maybe. Yeah. I mean, as far as the putting goes, I mean, it, nothing's like those greens at Augusta, but if you look at, you know, Tiger one, and then we just saw Matsu win the masters, um, you got to think some, and he finished second here to just to point that out. Matsu did two Tiger two mm -hmm. years ago uh, under at that time, you got a, ma a, a massive amount of uh, pressure. It's the first time they'd had a tournament at Japan like that. Now we've had, you know, the, the Olympics and Andy's won the Masters, So that kind of gives him a little bit of stress free, but still came in and got second that week. And so, and he's not the best putter. So, I would put some correlation to that. Yeah, there's a few guys here that played back in 19. You mentioned Matsuyama. He finished second. Xander was here, finished 10th. Uh, Keegan Bradley was here, finished 13th. Ryan Palmer finished 10th. Uh, and then there was a handful of other guys. Sung Kang finished 17th. If you like shooting 62, 74. If you like that kind <laughs> of action, that's uh, probably what we'll see. But anyway. Uh, interesting place, interesting golf course. It's fun. We're growing the game in Japan and um, you know, not the field certainly that we saw back in, in 2019. I mean, that was a star studded field headlined uh, by Tiger Woods, but we do have Morikawa there. Um, and we do have Willie Z Xander and others. So let's get to it. We, we like to start here at the, uh, the top end, the most expensive, if you will, in fantasy golf, we're also going to, Sprinkle in some some bets as well, um, some matchups that we like, a first-round leader, some outright cards. Gup has his full card that he can uh, make available to you. Go on to his website, and we'll get to that here uh, as we get into the show. But I want to start with the top end here, the most expensive, and get your thoughts on kind of who you're liking and who you're leaning on. Colin Morikawa kicks it off at 11-2. I mentioned Paul Casey. He's not there. He was... 10-1. Um, actually, hold on one second here. Let me reset that. There, there we go. Xander, 11,000. Willie Z, 10-5. Hideki, 10-3. And Fleetwood. What? <laughs> At 10,000. Fleetwood lost his card. What the hell is he doing so high? Man, I don't, I don't know. I can't, um, I'm all about game theory and, and trying to get leverage and he's probably going to be super low owned at that price, but uh, I don't think I can still get there. He hadn't, I mean, he's had a couple good finishes here on the Euro side. He was here in, in 2019, got a 22nd, uh, 38th last week at CJ cup, but I, 
there's a lot of other places I'd rather go before I ever I'd, – I'd go back to Ricky, um, going back to, you know, he plays Augusta well as far as those greens go. And T.D. Green, he was number one in the field last week. So I'd much rather go back and take a chance on a $9,800 Ricky before Fleetwood myself. Let me go back to this big greens, fast, bent, Augusta, comp. You know, a guy that finished second, right, to Hideki. His name was Willie Zalatoris. And I know you love Willie Z. You get the ball striking. You get maybe these greens that might be um, good for him. We know Willie can struggle with his putter from time to time. Could this be the spot for him? Gup, you think? Go over and get his win? You know, burned a lot of people, including myself, at the Shriners. Of course, the Shriners, we had like a 1%, 6 of 6. So it, a lot of people missed a cut right there. Um, it is his best surface. And he's not a yeah. very good putter, but it's his best. When you look at the splits on whatever site you go to, ours or Fantasy National, a lot of good ones out there. For as bad as he is at times, this is the one he does best on Ben Greens. You do get some quicker ones. He was off last week, so I like that he probably was able to get over there a little earlier, get um, you know acclimated to the time zone and all that. And then T.D. Green, and, you know, I still think he's one of the best out there. And then in this field, probably behind, you know, Morikawa and, and Xander and Matsu, I'd put him there. So, yeah, I like him a lot this week. A uh, little price savings off of the two who probably the most popular will be Morikawa and, and Xander, deservingly so. But I do like Willie Z, of course. But, I'm yeah, I'm a big fan of his for a while, and I'll, I'll yeah. go back there this week. I thought about you this week with the way the course would be and – you know, this could be the, this could be the spot. You never know. Morikawa, of course, he goes plus three point eight strokes game putting last week, and we know when he does that, he's he's going to be there because the guy's a ball striking machine. Last fifty rounds, I mentioned strokes gain approach. He's number one. Strokes gain, Tita Green. He's number one. So we know you're going to get that second shot golf course if it plays out that way, and he puts like he did last week. He probably wins um, here. You know, he just gets edged out by Rory who made just, uh, what was it? One more than him. I think he won by one shot over Morikawa. So man, you gotta, you gotta think Morikawa is certainly going to be a factor over there. It's going to be tough. You're paying top price for him. There's Xander. Um, he's going to go over there. He's got some experience on this golf course. I got to tell you though, I, I think Hideki looked very comfortable, um, under the pressure with the Olympics. He played very well on this golf course. I'll give you Hideki as my top guy here. And I'm going to come down and save 900 bucks at 10,300. I'll start my cards with Hideki, a lot of them there. And then I'll come back and start another car at Colin Morikawa at 11-2 and then fill in some others underneath that I'll, um, I'll share with you as we start getting down into the 7,000s and whatnot. But Matsuyama can handle the pressure. I, I'm not worried about that, you. No, not at all. Yeah, I definitely think uh, I'm similar. I, I, Willie Z would be my my first, and then Matsu. And then I think you kind of got to make a decision on who you're going to go bigger on. I'm more or Xander. Xander's got some yeah. local ties, families there in Japan. Um, I think most will go to – not most. I think Xander will be the highest own mm -hmm. because of the a small price savings. He finished 10th here in 2019. Um, and for that, I probably lean more cow as well over, over Xander, just to get a little bit of, uh, ownership savings, but it's a coin flip on those two probably in this situation, but I do like Willie Z and Matsu, um, to start it out. Yeah. Xander played the CJ cup first time last week that we saw him since the Ryder cup. Of course he finished fifth in the tour championship and it was solid, you know, in the, in the Ryder cup, but you know, CJ cup finished 18th, nothing too spectacular. Everything was just kind of you know, meh for him. 
um, probably a B game, B minus game. So perhaps knocking off a little bit of rust post Ryder cup. And now he comes over here and, uh, and gets, and gets something going there. I'll take a Morikawa Shoffley final group. Matsuyama's going to be heard though. I, I like Matsuyama. Um, his short game is what in the putter we know is what can hold him back, but these are surfaces that he's familiar with his ball striking top five, certainly in the field. Um, I'll, I'll roll with him as my top guy. We get down to the 9,000 and there's Neiman at, uh, 9,900. There's Ricky Fowler, 98. Let me just stop there. Are you a buyer or do you need to see more from Fowler? He had a good week last week. Number one in the field strokes gain T to green. Saw Butch. Butch gave him the approval of what he's working on. Probably pumped him up a little bit. And Ricky comes out and responds. It was good to see. You need to see more, but are you comfortable here with Ricky going back-to-back weeks? Um, I had some shares of him last week. I talked about it on my Wednesday show, saying that he's still in that type of field. No could have been if he's going to do okay or trying to get things together. You don't, you know, Because Ricky was having some of the Jordan issues of birdies coming and then like a triple or a quad or the big numbers are popping up and that's what was hurting him. So I took some shares last week, the big price increase, I, I assume will keep a lot of people off uh, this week, but yeah, because of the fit of this place and how he played last week, I, I don't mind going back there um, at all this week. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think Ricky, Ricky certainly looked the most comfortable that I've seen um, with him in, in his swing. Drove the ball exceptionally well. Really, really well. Yeah, I like the idea of him keeping things going. I would play him certainly over Neiman. We talked about the short game and putting struggles of Matsuyama. The guy that doesn't struggle in that area is Alex Noren, who's at 97 under. He probably, he might be the best short game and putter in the field. Um, as he comes in at 97, there's Seawit 96, EVR, Eric Van Roy in 95, Keegan Bradley, who I mentioned, um, played well here. Last 50 rounds, I think I would put Keegan Bradley certainly in the top eight in ball striking. Maverick McNeely, 93, interesting name, starting to get more comfortable. Tringali, if you listen to the podcast, you know, is a pass for me at 92. Griot, 91, Mackenzie Hughes, 9,000. Take me to a name or two there in the nines that may be interesting for you. Yeah, Norn was interesting. You know, didn't didn't perform as well as somewhat because he had been playing really well in some of these high or low scoring. If you want to call it, a lot of the birdie fest, he'd kind of been popping out there. Um, I, I do have some interest in him. Uh, kind of that bounce back type mentality. I agree. He's number one in my bent putting model that I put that I put out there. Um, so I do I do agree with you on the short game, which I think is going to be important. I mean, you can't predict putting at all times, but uh, I do think that matters, and I, I kind of—I never play this guy, but EVR to me is is a guy that um, has come around. He finished 25th last week. He's seventh and birdie or better in this field, which is gonna be—I mean, you're gonna need some birdies this week, and not not really because of low scoring, but when you get four guarantee rounds of scoring, you want to see guys that can do that. Um, and then 14th and good drives, which you know is kind of a, a stat on our site where we look at a guy that hits it accurate and, and somewhat far, but even if you miss it a little bit in the rough and you're able to get up and up and down or something like that, it, it takes that into consideration and on a course like this, where rough isn't as penal. So if you just miss off the fairway, you know, you can still score. And I kind of like that. And and I don't think he'll be too high on this week. So I, I don't play him very often, but I, I certainly like him. Um, so I like EBR and Norn are two of the guys. I'm a Neiman Homer. He's kind of yeah. my really, so I always have some of him, but those two, and then along with Ricky, I think are ones that I like this week. 
Yeah, I like Ricky, certainly. I'll, I'll go with EVR. I think I'll, I'll certainly come to the middle on that. I, I'm, I'm hung up as I've looked here this morning doing my research. I'm, I'm hung up on Maverick McNeely. He's intriguing to me, 9,300. Now, keep in mind, there's three par fives and three par threes on this golf course. You just don't ever see that. Um, I kind of like McNeely. You know, I look at him, strokes gain T to green. Last 36 rounds, he's right there. He checks out nicely for me. His putter, solid. I'll give him the solid as well in that category. You know, he's kind of a guy that can get it out there with his driver, keep it in play. I don't think he's the best iron player. Um, but I think McNeely is someone that I'm looking at at 93 um, to join Ricky in that conversation, in that group. And I think you got to look at Bradley too, don't you? I mean, if you get anything with the putter, he's played well here. I mean, gosh, you know, guys that can strike it like a Keegan Bradley, which we know he is. I mean, the reality is with Keegan in this field, he's one of the best ball strikers in the field. Now he's not Morikawa and he's not Willie Z, but he's, he's right there. I mean, he can, he can go. And I don't know, in Japan, different surfaces, Played pretty well there last time in 2019. I, I think I could be convinced in 94. Perhaps I need to have another drink before I pull the trigger on that. But I, I tend to fall in love with the ball striker sometimes, and it kind of burns me a little bit. But I think he's a name that I would look at. What Am I crazy on McNeely, you think, at 93? No, actually, in my, in my model ranks, I have EBR, Bradley, McNeely, 9, 10, 11 right now. So they're okay. all right there. And I... I as much as a EVR is not of much play, I hardly ever get to, to Keegan just because he, he lets you down so much on the putting. But yeah, he does. But you know, I, I pull in a course fit model on these courses where we have very limited, you know, course history. I try to pick a few courses that remind me of this one, and and he rates out four. So I, I think I don't have any issues with those guys this week. But kind of, you know, like you said, you plug your nose and go in because you're not used to you know spending nine thousand dollars on McNeely and Bradleys and EVRs. Yeah. But in this field, it it may make sense. And That's I think true. these guys are all going to be low owned because a lot of guys this week are going to pick their guys up top because they are the best in the, not only this field but some of the best in the world, and they're going to pillage down the seven and eight K because you get to the sixes and it's it starts getting real slim on options. So I, I think <laughs> I think a lot of people will skip most of this nine K range and just go either way up top or come down to the seven and eights. I think I agree with that. I, I really do. And part of that, cause you get scared paying 93 for Maverick. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, what really? And I need refresh. Yep. Yeah. He's 93. Um, I mean, he can't play Siwoo. He's just all over the map right now. No. Yeah. I'm not, I'm out. I'm out on him. No, no thanks on Siwoo. Yeah. Um, I mean, he can't play Siwoo at 96. He's just, he's doing nothing. I, good. I agree with you on Tringali. He's, he's my, one of my lowest ranked in this entire uh, range other than Mackenzie who Hughes, who can put the lights out, but Tita green has not been very good at all this year. Mm -hmm. You know, Grio Bradley, similar players, really, when you look at them, um, you know, they do, they're going to get it done off the tee. They're going to get it done with their irons and then the putters in their hand. And it's just an absolute flip of the coin at best with both of them. Um, and I think the more I look at it and just kind of, I think the more I'll pass on Bradley, the more I'll pass on Grio, um, certainly passing on Tringali. And um, if, you know, I'll probably be a little heavy in the nines, but I don't see myself probably playing a lot of these guys. I'll keep looking here. Let's get to the eights keep pushing down here. I could play Vegas at 89. Um, 
CT Pond, 88. I think I could play KH Lee at 87 as well. I, I, that doesn't scare me. Any of those three that uh, would you rather push down here from the, certainly I'm pushing down from sure. McNeely is I'm pushing down after that. And you know? okay. Now I could see myself Vegas Pond Lee. I'll go with Lee. Yeah. I like CT Pan a lot this week. He's a guy that's up there. Vegas. I think, um, in the situation of was cheap last week, very high owned and paid everybody off. He finished yep. 14th. I think people go back there. So um, I like CT pan this week. And then just one step lower when we get to it, my next favorite is, uh, is actually Hoffman. I think I, I think I can go there at 8,500 in this type of field. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case today, is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Rangefinder is amazing and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple of weeks now and I was blown away with the quality. It has a slope technology, pin locked vibration technology. So you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy. And best of all, it is powered by a USB charge so you can forget about those little batteries. Every other rangefinder makes you buy. One 45-minute charge lasts you 50-plus rounds. I love it. Our friends over at Pin Golf are hooking up all of our listeners with $25 off and free shipping when you use code STRIPESHOW. That's code STRIPESHOW. I'm telling you. For $175, you simply cannot beat the Ace Rangefinder. Head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the Ace and get dialed in. Yeah, Hoffman feels like the best player so far, doesn't he? Since, <laughs> why is that? Charlie Hoffman feels like the safest bet and best player after Hideki. Yeah, and he burned a lot of people last week. I, I liked him a lot last week as well. He finished almost dead last. So I like those positions or people's recent mind. For, and he played good before that, um, had some good showings coming in. So I'm not going to let one week get off it there. And, and you know, stats-wise, he's, you know, some of the best, you know, fifth birdie or better, you know, ninth opportunities inside 18 feet, third on the approach. So I, I like a lot of that, and I feel like I'm getting a good discount when it's all real. I mean – I mean, you, like you mentioned, Bradley, McNeely, guys like that. I'm getting eight, 900 bucks cheaper. Charlie Hoffman. I mean, I, I'll take a chance on that. I'll go with Adam Shank. Yes. Down here that, as we get into the low eights. I mean, that, I, I, I think he's my favorite play in the eights. He now he at, careered it last week. He careered it at the Shriners putting. Yeah. But his approach, his approach game has been good. His putting is solid. He's probably not when well, I'm not going to expect that he goes positive 8.6 like he did at the Shriners, but um. I think he's good enough off the tee. I think his iron game is trending and I think he's a solid putter. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll come down and pay a shank. I love him. And he played here in 2019, he finished yep. 22nd. So he's seen the course. Um, yeah. He went all, he went off putting wise at Shriners, but he, in my, you know, over the last 36 on bent, he's still third in the field. So long-term he's still, like you said, we're not going to get plus nine or something, but <laughs> no. if he just, if he just keeps doing decent there and the rest is coming together, he, he is one of my favorite plays uh, not only on, AK, but on the board this week is Adam Shank. Would you play him at 50 to one to win? I would. I definitely would. Uh, and I don't hate, you know, um, first round leader type deal guy. I like okay. to get guys that typically um, can get hot with a putter on that first round leader stuff, but I would play him at 50 to one for sure. Yeah. He's right now, DraftKings Sportsbook, he's 50 to one. 
um, you know, Grio's 45 to one, just to give you an idea how much you're paying in difference. It's only five to one difference in odds, win odds. McNeely's 35. Ricky Fowler's 25 to one to win. How about <laughs> that? I don't think I'll bet that. No, um, I'd rather, I'd rather play him, uh, um, DraftKings wise, or, uh, I don't know on the DraftKings book first round leader. I, th- I think I've seen him at 33 and I'd rather take a chance, a little bit better number and take a chance. He just comes out with a hot start finishing off last week and I cash it Thursday and I- I'm done with that. Right. I don't have to worry about the whole tournament again. So if I was going anywhere with Fowler, I'd probably rather go first round leader there. How low are you going to go? Are you going are to, you, are you willing to go down to 16 to one to bet? Will Val Torres? I that's not typically my style. I, but this is such a talent gap in here. I, I, if I went as low, that would be as low as I could go. That, and yep. that's about it. I, I couldn't go any lower and I don't know if I even get there. I may just have a you know smaller card this week with some of those, you know, 30 to 60, 70. Uh, there's a couple guys, triple digits that I like to take some flyers on, but yeah, it, that's a, that's a low number to get to. All right, let's talk about that. So you got, you have a book, you have a full slate of, outright bets that you make in addition to fantasy. First off, tell us about that. And then second, share with us maybe a, a pick. And I'll, I'm going to, I'm certainly going to play shank at 50 to one. That's one that I am going to play. Um, share with us maybe an outright pick and a first round leader. That's part of your card. Yeah. So uh, I, I do agree with you on the shank. I like him a lot. Um, you know, I, I think, I'll give you two because one's kind of a long shot. Okay. I like EVR at 40. I, I, okay. you know, the more I, I deep dive this morning, he's kind of moved up my my uh, rankings in general. Um, he's a guy that if he can hold it together, that's a decent number, all things considered. And a guy we hadn't got to yet that um, a triple digit, 100 to 1 is what I had him at. I, I don't have the DraftKings ones pulled up, but uh, Troy Merritt is a guy that, a triple digit guy that I'm um, going to like him in DraftKings, 6,900, pretty steady there. Um, that's a good payoff. You know, you can start mm-hmm. when you start getting a hundred to one or more, you can look at some of these books have each ways or top fives that, you know, you can spread it out a little bit, diversify it. And if you finish this, you know, top five, at least you get some of your money back. Um, first round leader, you, you know, I just mentioned it. I do, I did release Fowler at 33 to one. Okay. Um, another one thinking, Hey, you know, comes off, he's hot, finished, finished good last week. Uh, he can get a hot putter. We've seen it historically as of late, not much, but you know, finally looked good last week. I don't have to rely on him to go four rounds and do it. Just like last week we saw, he struggled just a bit. Um, he can come out hot. So I really like that. And then the guy we hadn't mentioned yet, been struggling, but finished 10th here. Um, and he traditionally, when you look at some of the splits on round one and stuff, he, he can come out hot and Ryan Palmer at 50 to one. As a guy, first round leader that that I put out there, um, yeah, and I, I release you know all full outright first round leaders matchups, uh, tournament and daily, um, and I have NFL and college football as the other betting stuff that that I personally uh, release into, and and we cover all the sports over at, at our site, and and we set up a deal for anybody listening on your pod, they can use the code Stripe and get twenty five percent off. First seven days is free. Uh, if you don't like it, you can cancel. And you never see a charge, so it's a risk free opportunity to check out all the uh, tools and optimizers and stuff we have on the site. Yeah. And he was six and zero last week in the NFL, by the way. So it was a good weekend in the NFL. Yes, sir. If you're interested in that kind of results. <laughs> um, yeah. EVR is interesting to kind of build off of your point. You know, people he's forget. Guy, what, yeah. He's not a guy I would have ever Monday morning. If you said anything about EVR, yeah. I'd be like, is he even playing in this? And now I'm like, I yeah. look and I look and I look and I'm like, man, I really kind of like him this week. 
It's easy to brush over EVR. You know, the reality is, is he was seventh at the Northern Trust, fifth at the BMW and 22nd at the Tour Championship. So when you're in a, a field that's lacking talent per se, um, well, EVR finished 22nd in the PGA Tour Championship. Like, that's pretty strong. You know, that's, that's really strong. And he was 25th at the CJ Cup. Hit the ball okay. Uh, wedge putter or putter was okay. Yeah, he's, 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 he's worth a look. I, I think he's, um, you, you know, you have to, you got to spend some time with guys like that. It's easy to brush over them. Um, but EVR is certainly a name that uh, there, you mentioned Troy Merritt. He's 80 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. And you got to look around different sure. books because you're going to find different odds um, as well. And you know, this but, a very important thing. And this is something I wrote up in my article for today was EVR is 52nd in the OWGR. And you know how important it is to get inside that top 50. It opens up a lot more, yeah. um, all the qualifications events, and he's still trying to get over and get settled in the PGA. And he's made a commitment to the PGA here in the last six months. So all that motivation for me to get inside that top 50 is another thing that's kind of boosted him up on the week for me. Is this a Luke list kind of place? <laughs> Oh man. He's a tough one. Is he, is it just me or is it hard to kind of just wrap your arms around Luke lists on when's this guy gonna pop? You look at him, you know, last 36 rounds, which is kind of not ideal right now, just because it's such a weird time of year. You're coming mm -hmm. at the end of the season and there's big gaps for players, longer breaks. Um, But we know Luke list can, he can go off the tee. His ball striking is good. Um, like so many can get it a little clunky with the wedge putter. Can he do enough there? Or are you going to, are you going to push down to like a Garrick Higo at 78 a Robert Streb at 77 grace 76 Harry Higgs who played very well last week at 75. Any of those high sevens? Well, I absolutely love Higgs. He was my, um, pay down option of the week last week, 6,200, something like that. I had a lot of them. Um, he, he, he played very well. Um, especially being in Vegas, we know his personality. Sometimes he can get a little loose, but I like him in general, just as a person, but I, I definitely like him. I mean, Liz goes in that same kind of, you know, ballpark where, you know, we're putting Keegan Bradley and Grio in that you can almost start building a lineup with all, you know, team, no putt that yeah. if they get it together putting, I mean, he's sixth in ball striking for me. Uh, in my last ones, I ran his 17th at the Sanderson Farms. Like he's shown enough that, yeah, I mean, all it does is come down to if he can just be neutral on putting. The nice thing about him compared to like Keegan and Grio is the price savings, right? So very similar players, but we're now we're saving 1500 off of yeah. a Keegan price. And I'm a little better. I'm a little okay swallowing that. Um, Hicko's interesting. He's, he's your boy that yeah. I, I like him. He's my highest rated player in this deal, but he seems like, he just hadn't been there ever since the win. It's just kind of been going along, but he's not very expensive either this week. So yeah. I don't mind that, but he, he has his recent form hasn't been as good as what it was, um, you know, but I don't mind him. Yeah. You're kind of thinking that Higo's going to, it's going to, it's going to flip here at some point. He's a very talented player. He's won a few times in Europe. If you follow the podcast, when he came over, we were, I was big on him. I thought Palmetto would be a great spot for him. He ended up going in there and winning. Mm -hmm. And then he's been, you know, very, to your point, he, he just hasn't done much. I, I think I am going to get back on him here at 78. Um, I think I will have some shares of him over there in this field. Um, I do like Higgs a lot. I think at, 
at 75. I think he keeps a good play going to your point back to back in Vegas. He's 20. He was 23rd and what seventh. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Showing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I I think, I think at 75, I'm going to get back on Higgs. Um, Norlander at 74, you're going to get the ball striking. Um, Perez at 73. I'm okay with Perez too here. I think I would take Perez and, and get some shares at 73. Munoz is at 73. I like Perez better than Munoz. Yeah, Munoz has just kind of fallen off. Yeah, he's uh, playing he was, terrible. Yeah, he, he was playing tremendous. He had a good showing at the Olympics, which could matter, you know, a little bit Japan type deal, but then he just went miscut, miscut, miscut. Last week was a no cut, but he finished 49th out of 78. So he, he has not had it on since the reboot. Um, long term, he's still going to stat wise. He's going to look great when you look at a long term pool, but short term, he is he's just been a little off. I don't, I don't know if I can get there, especially, you know, like guys, you know, you're about to get to like a kind of in that same Grio Bradley deals is Gim, but now I'm getting Gim at 7,000 and a no cut event that. Uh, TD Green is, is pretty solid. We just got to need some putting showing up mm-hmm. and a huge discount from from those other guys. So I, I'd rather go to like a Gim before I would a Munoz. Matt Jones probably the best around the green, seventy two hundred. Uh, Takumi, uh, yeah, Takumi Kanyanya, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Kanyanya. He's at seventy two. Brennan Steele seventy one. Sep Straka seventy one. Doug Gim seven thousand. Tom Hoagie. 7,000. I think, you know, Gim's going to give you, or excuse me, Matt Jones gives you the around the green game and putting. Can he do enough with his ball striking second shot golf course? Probably going to pass on Jones, pass on Munez, Kanyanya, right? Pass steel. I think steel's interesting. Brendan Steele is interesting to your point with Doug Gim. And it seems like we have this conversation every single episode. <laughs> um, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, Gim, like, I think when he came out, his putting was so bad. His ball striking was so good. I think like we see with so many players, then it, his bad putting leaks into his ball striking and his, his ball striking then kind of tumbled a little bit in the approach game. And now you're starting to see that uptick again back in the approach game. His driver's still been a little weird, um, but his iron game is better. Probably pass on Gim. And that's tough for me to say because earlier in the year, you know, you start looking at those ball striking numbers, your eyes light up and you're like, okay, this dude could just make a putt, right? And I feel like he's maybe coming out of that. I do think there's going to be a coming out party for Doug Gim, though. I do. I, I think it's going to happen. I don't know if it happens here in the fall series, but I think it will happen at some point. Um, in this bottom end, I don't know. I think I'm going to pass. I, I, I think I'll play a little bit of Perez. I think I'll play Higgs. I think I'll play Higo. And that's kind of my guys in the 7,000. Yeah. There's two Japanese are are kind of not normal PGA players this week that, that I have my eye on. And one of them is Takumi. Um, he's played, a little bit over here. Um, and he's been on a tear over in Japan. I know a totally different feel, but um, he's priced up higher than any other. He is 76 in the world, I think. And, and there's only two inside the top hundred. The other one's down to six Ks. We'll get to him in a minute, but his last like six tournaments, he's got like a 10th, a fourth, a fourth, a 16th, a fifth, a seventh and a 13th. If I was going anywhere, just kind of, you know, and he'll, he'll be talked up some, but 
he's one that maybe I take a, a glander at. Um, but other than that, I agree with you with the, with the other guys. I really like Higgs this week. I may take some some gim as as I said, which is rare because I'm normally the one not on him. But <laughs> but this week I may take some of that. Um, in the in the rest, I'm ready to pass. You know, I'll probably pass yeah. on. I like the guys we talked about up top, and and there's a few here in the six k that I, I'm interested in. Yeah, I think as we give our two picks in the six k, um, I think we've both got the same guy in our first. I'm I'm gonna imagine Troy Merritt at sixty nine has got to be one of your boys, right? I do like him a lot. Yeah, I think he'll um uh you know, all considering, I think it's a pretty good price on him. Um, I'll have, yeah, I definitely will play him. I don't think he'll be way high owned by any means. Um, he did play here back in 2019. So I like some of that. I liked when he finished 30th, which about mid pack, but at 6,900, I would take that. Um, he's one of the best bent putters in the field. So I do like Troy Merritt for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'll say with that bent grass, um, split Roger Sloan, that's his best split, um, as well at 6,800. He was 14th at Sanderson. He did miss the cut at the Shriners. Perhaps got over there just a little bit earlier. He's adjusted to the time zone. We saw Roger uh, earlier in August. He was he had a couple of nice races. We had good tournaments there. He was 16th at the 3M, second at the Wyndham, um, 14th at Sanderson. Let's, yeah, sign me up for a top 20. Roger Sloan, good bent grass putter. Um, okay. Right now, off the tee, iron game. He's had some spikes. We've seen him spike here. Um, I was kind of looking at that earlier with Sloan. I was talking there in the in the summer. He he spiked. Yeah, at the Wyndham. No, before that at Barcelona or at uh, Barbasol, he goes plus six point five, and then he goes four four Wyndham. Then he goes four seven. Like he's finding something there, right in the iron game. So I'm intrigued by that and, you know, give me positive two off the tee and make a few putts top 20. I'll take Sloan. I like that. And the sixes, who else you like? Yeah, certainly don't mind him. Uh, Chan Kim is a guy that, that I'll be on this week. Just won a few weeks ago at the Takaya classic. The thing I like about him and he's popped before in some of this, um, he's played in several majors and WGCs over here. He finished 53rd at the open, which it was a tough cut to make um, 23rd at the PGA championship last year. And then he played the WGC um, work day and finished 35th. So he's done extremely well over in Japan, but when you come and look at some stronger fields and up against it, he's not bowed down from any of them um, at all. So, you know, 6,500, um, I, I kind of like him. I think I'll have plenty of him this week uh, and he's number 80 in the world. So a little bit of, of a spike there as well. So I'm in between, between Wesley Bryan at 6,000 and Kadira <laughs> at 64. Those are, Brian's been the question mark, but like everybody's I've heard it a few times. Like, how did he get, how did he get over here? Like, he seems like he came out of nowhere. I mean, he's, yeah. but when you talk about course fit, you know, we know he's, you know, smaller off the tee and all that. Yeah. It, he, if you ever think like, I'd rather take it, you know what his upside is. So, I mean, yeah. certainly at six K, if you're going to go that low, taking a chance on him versus some of this unknown, I, I certainly don't mind that. Yeah. I, that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, like, and some of my heavy, if I go heavy up top with the Murakawa and, and others, mm -hmm. I think I'll fill in Wesley at the bottom at 6,000. I'd like to go to Stanley, but I just can't ever, I just can't ever try. <laughs> he just never, he, he just 6,200. I'm like, I just can't, I, I try, but I can't get there. Um, I agree with you kind of on the, on the Wesley deal, you know, it, 
yeah, I'd rather take a shot there. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'd go as far down and I could see myself playing Wesley at 6,000. I kind of get hung up on Kandara as well at 64. All right. So we've had a first round leader. We've had some win tickets. Um, anything else out there that Eric no, Higo, 80 to one. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's on my short list of, of trying to put the final card together. I, I you know anything like about Sean Norris? Uh, yeah, so he he actually won last week on the Japan tour. Yeah. Um, got in late because of Paul Casey. He is a guy that I, I always, and I'll talk to my guy. I mean, when I write up my articles, guys that get in like that Monday queue or in late, a lot of websites, especially right now during football season, sometimes don't even op- update their optimizers. All the shows basically get recorded on Monday for the most part. And so these guys kind of fall through the cracks, even though they may be a good enough play. And, and a thing like this, I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to to play him this week. Um, you know, it's at the 6K men flat coming in yep. off a win. He's already been over there because he won in Japan. So, um, and he's a good putter. So he ranks out 11th for me in the bent putting deal when I deep dive on him. So yeah, I'd take some chances on him and, and not being in that main field to start out with normally gives you pretty good discount ownership wise. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Sean Norris, I think, is an interesting name for sure. Uh, getting into this field, man, there's a lot to think about in these kinds of fields, you know, over there as you start getting down into these sevens and sixes. I don't think they're going to go as low as we've seen in Vegas those two weeks, mm. um, but it is going to be, it sounds like fairly soft. And, you know, I think you're going to have to keep the ball in front of you here off the fairway, get it and attack it from the fairway. Um, second shot kind of golf course, but. These big greens, big fast bent greens is interesting. I'm I'm like, for some reason in my head right now, I'm thinking Willie Z is going to get his first win. Man, I hope so. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. That would be, that'd be, that'd be really cool um, to see him get a win and, you know, just he's going to, he's a member, but just, you know what I'm saying? Like get that confidence going into the next season for sure. Absolutely. All right, Gup, you're the man. Thanks for jumping on. Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow, Froggy Wednesday, with Jason Kokrak. See ya. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest Gold-Rated Elixir and Low Compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.